Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome to the Prog Talks once again with me, Uncle Prog. And today I'm excited to have Chilean musician Benjamin Luchuga with me. We're going to talk about his solo work and we're going to talk about his band, of course, Delta. How are you doing, uh, Benjamin? Uh, I'm doing very well, very excited about getting to uh, do the prop talks now. Uh, I love talking about progressive music and, you know, that's our thing. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy you wanted to be on. You know, your band has uh, some history with the prog space, you know, with your, you guys uh, joined us for the holiday edition of our festival, which was uh, a, a big success, I feel. How, how did you enjoy that? I loved it. I mean, we, we um, missed playing live so much and we still do. And all these live festivals, like online festivals, were uh, such a relief for us. And I, yeah, I also think that the, the Prague Space Festival was such a success and we got to meet so different people. And, and it's funny because um, you're always, when you play live, you're used to be concentrated and in your, in your groove and everything. But now when you already recorded the show and then you can actually while you are playing, you can interact with the fans. It's so much fun. It's so much, it's a, it's a whole different experience. I don't think it's, it's one or the other, but they're two different beasts. And I, and I enjoy them both a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We enjoyed that. And we also enjoyed seeing the bands and musicians interact with the, the audience in chat and everything. And I'm sure it's fun to see you know, of course, when you're playing in front of a live audience, you have people, you know, cheering you on, applauding. But here you had people commenting and, you know, a lot of people saying nice things about your performance while they were watching it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the weird thing for me is that I was actually capable of answering uh, on real time. So when you're playing exactly. live, you're just like headbanging or, or you're in one world that... In this um, experience, it's it's completely different because I can uh, answer, I can interact, and that's very very new for me. Yeah, I, I think we we when we started out doing it, we were thinking that okay, this is like a stopgap until we can have live shows again. But once we done a couple of them, like we did now, we found out that this is uh, its own thing, and it m- might be cool to do again, even if there's live shows going on, because it's sort of a different thing, like you say, uh, both for the fans and the musicians. Yeah, of course. I mean, the the, the best thing about this is that you don't have to be in any specific country to watch it. So so we got messages from the Netherlands, from Germany, from USA, from Mexico, from Chile, a lot from South America, Argentina, Brazil, uh, Colombia. So it was really, really interesting. I mean, uh, when you're on tour, you get people mainly from the same country or even all people from the same city. But yeah. this is such an open thing that it, that's an amazing experience to to have all these 
cultural um, and different cultures in the same moment at the same time enjoying the same music. I agree. I agree. It's it's like a festival where everyone can travel to and that's that's a, a good experience yeah well since we are covering two bands or projects today where you're involved in both of course uh i'm gonna ask you to quickly describe both of them as a horrible question difficult question on one hand we have on one hand we have delta which is a progressive metal band with the talented paula losa on vocals and on the other hand there's your solo work as benjamin leshuga please tell me a little bit about both both things well delta is family we've been playing together for probably 18 or 19 years now. So I recorded the first album when I was, when I was 15. <laughs> and with uh, Nico, Nicolas, um, he's a the keyboard player keyboardist. and, and made a composer for, for most of the discography. We, we're like brothers. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much fun working together. And even though we're now living in different countries, we still... Um, work together because we just simply love it. And Delta has had a great um, and and very different and changing and evolving discography. Uh, we started more with kind of a neoclassic and, and power metal roots, but uh, this last album, Fears, um, is is very much into the prog area. Um, we we love that. And especially now that we have we have uh, Paula Losa on on vocals, it just like every everything fitted in 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 the perfect place. You know, we're really proud of this work, and we think that it's very powerful, very progressive, and and I think of course uh, that it's our best work so far, and we're really really super super proud of it. I mean, I can't wait to tour and play this songs live. Yeah, I, I I was looking to to have you send me the albums uh, a bit before release so I could listen to it. And I have to say, it sounds very uh, modern uh, and progressive. It it has this, um, you know, uh, it's almost like a mix of more traditional prog metal influences and like modern prog metal influences. I wouldn't say it's genty, but there's like some elements of of bands that that play this style of music in there and of course the vocalist is is amazing so so i i think that that people who enjoy both modern and more traditional progressive metal has a lot to to enjoy about the album and that you know that that was out on on the 25th so it's been out a, a couple of days now fears have you had any responses? Are you happy about the reaction from fans and people hearing it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the reaction uh, and, and the overall feedback has been super, super cool. Uh, like lots of stories on Instagram, people listen to the music in their cars and and while running and while training. But but I've never like never this never happened to us before. Like. Uh, a fan of ours, he's a, he's a surgeon, and he was like removing a, a femur, and he said, "Oh, this was a soundtrack for my surgery." Wow. And, <laughs> and he posted a, a photo of a removed 
femur is it a femur you call it like the bone in in, in like, your thigh in your thigh yeah yeah i think it's yeah, called a, yeah. a femur yeah removing that from someone while wow. he was listening to Delta. so that was really unexpected and 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 kind of a, a fun new interesting story yeah and yeah i think what you say like um delta as 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 a band like delta comes from the the mathematical sign, you know, the triangle, and yeah. it's it's the difference, it's the change. So as a definition, we're a band that's always changing and evolving. So it makes a lot of sense that you you say that we were all raised uh, through classic progressive metal by Drip Theater, by Andromeda, by Pain yes. of Salvation, uh, Evergrey, and that kind of stuff. But we also listen to modern stuff and, and it's a natural thing to, to happen that when you change and, and experiment with all the new, um, influences, you get a, a interesting mix. And, and yeah. I think that's a very good way to describe the new Delta album because definitely it has lots of, uh, the classic progressive metal background, but there's some really interesting modern elements as well. So yeah, mainly, both kind of progressive fans would would be interested about fears. Um, I, I, I agree, I agree. And then touching on your own solo work as Benjamin Lechuga, you you just released an EP. It's not what it seems, right? Yeah, so, it's a track EP. Yeah. So so what can you tell us about your solo work and and how does that differ from the music you do with Delta? Well, um, first of all, I think the the, the most um, like the the most important part about my music is I don't have to ask anyone anyone's opinion. <laughs> I hear I hear that from a lot of so of solo musicians or band members who make their own solo albums that they for once they can do exactly what they want. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean it's just a, a place where I can experiment and I can do whatever the fuck I want, and that's mm-hmm. that's a, my place of freedom. So uh, in that sense, it's it's very cool because, for example, uh, the previous album was way more experimental in, in in the sense of that I had more instruments. Like I wrote arrangements for two trumpets, three saxophones and a trombone. And I did it because I wanted to and because I could. And now this new album, it's not what it seems. It's more, it's a less, less thought album and more um, experienced album. And, and I'm not talking about me being more experienced, but me experiencing the mm, music. Okay. You know? like, yeah. Uh, like, like uh, I didn't used to do this, but in this album, there's a lot of room for improvisation. You know, there's a lot yeah. of improvised uh, parts that were either recorded as an improvisation or they were um, they were born out of improvising. You know, so I think this album um, is is more focused into feeling the music than thinking the music and that Mm. for me is a bit new because as a progressive metal maniac you know that we tend to overthink and to uh over produce and overwrite our music and i like that too but but i think it was a, a very very good um uh reflection 
of what I was living at the moment because I was living through a lot of changes. I mean, I moved from from Chile to Los Angeles, California, and these last two years have been really, really busy and really dif different and, and all of the paperwork and the green card and the driver's mm. license and the taxes and learning how to be a, a useful human being in a different country is very difficult. So I think that I didn't want to be involved in more problems. I just really needed to feel the music and yeah. that's what, what, what it's not what it seems, um, uh, means really like uh, me being in a relaxed and controlled environment and just to be able to um, erase every other problem or thing or process I was living and just really enjoy the music and, and feeling it and improvising and trying different stuff. So I think it's in that sense, it came out to be a really melodic album. Like the melodies are very important in that album. And contrast to my previous works, that it's all about maybe the groove or the wind arrangements or or different stuff like that. This is a very melodic album. Yeah, I, I have to say what you're describing now, it's very interesting to me because it sort of sounds like the different ethos of, you know, the metal scene and the jazz scene. In metal, you have bands that are, you know, fans want to hear their albums reproduced on stage perfectly. They want to hear what's on the album perfectly. While with jazz and jazz fans, you get the way that improvisation is a big part of why the audience enjoys the music. And I feel like with Delta, you have more of the metal ethos, you know, you have a, it's very thought through, it's very, you know, this this music is planned and prepared and, and the complexities in it are like re rehearsed to the point of perfection. But while with your EP, it's more like you say, it's melodic, it's a bit melancholic at times, and it seems like it's more experimental or not experimental but more adventurous in a way yeah yeah i agree i agree it's a it's adventurous because I've, i haven't put myself in that kind of musical situation before but at the same time i think it's very easy listening i don't think it's a, a it's the this kind of album that you say no you'll you'll give it a spin and maybe mm. you won't understand it and you'll have to listen to it three four or five times to get it real i don't think it's that kind of album i think it's a it's an easy listening kind of album and uh, and that goes through a lot of different scenarios and 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 atmospheres during during the i think it's half an hour of music like yeah. i think it, it goes like it has the heavy element. It has the funky element. It has the melodies. It has the even there's a song that's just uh, guitar, strings, and piano, no drums. Uh, yeah. And this it or like a. I've I've always wanted to be a, a composer for movies, and I'm working on that actually here in 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 LA. I really want to get into that. So so I think this is kind of um, an excuse to write that kind of music. I, uh, I was talking with my brother the other day and, and and he said like, oh, this would work so good with like a mafia kind of movie. And I was, yeah, like thinking, yeah, yeah maybe after the, the great killing, you know, the, the <laughs> scene uh, yeah. on uh, like um, a cemetery, everyone's grieving. Their their mafia partners and this music comes along. Like what was what was is the name of that song? I I I really can't try to put myself in those kind of situations. Like what 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 would this music be useful for in a yeah. 
um, like visual context, you know, it's it's a very fun exercise. What does your music evoke in that in that sense, you know? That I agree because that that uh, the the album or or uh, has a lot of uh, you know cinematic elements, and I think that's also why I sort of uh, modified myself when I said that it was experimental and moved it into adventurous because experimental has a tendency to scare people away a little bit. You know, that <laughs> yeah. the people are saying, you know, oh, this is going to be challenging or difficult music. But with your your um, your release, it's not really that. It's it's like you say, it's it's quite easy to listen to. It's pleasant and it has differing elements that keep you interested all the way. So I can absolutely see some of this music being used in like a cinematic approach. I'm, I'm going to work on that. I promise. I promise I'm going to have some placements and movies or, or TV series, at least. I'm, I'm, I'm really working hard on that. I actually work with that with my wife. Um, she's a singer and songwriter, and we work together. And, and since we moved to L.A., we started uh, placing some of our music. We have a band together called Mr. Lunas. It's okay. more of a uh, synth pop kind of uh, area, I see. and and luckily is it's uh, already being used in some uh, TV shows in Telemundo and E Entertainment Television oh. and that kind of stuff. So that's that's really good. That's really cool to hear, and and uh, you know I'd, I'd I'd love to see you explore that further because I think some of your music is very well versed for for uh, having cinematic elements, you know. But uh, let me go back to Delta a bit, because the band, like you mentioned, it has a very long history. You know, you guys yeah. have been playing since 2003, and you said you were 15 when you released the, the first album. So how did the band come together? And, you know, can you tell me a little bit about the history of Delta? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, at, the, at, the, at that moment, it was a school project by Nico Quinteros, our keyboard player. And, um, and I was having guitar lessons with a very important guitarist in the Chilean scene. He's called Alejandro Silva. I don't know if you've heard about him, but no, he's no. basically the Chilean guitar god in the sense of the um, instrumental um, guitar scene in Chile. Okay. I see. He's probably like uh, maybe 20 years older than me, something like that. I see. And he started a big scene in Chile. And I was taking lessons with him. I was about 14, 15, something like that. And um, at that point, Delta had another guitarist. We were two guitars. And he was a student of Alejandro as well. So he asked Alejandro, like, um, do you know any, anyone that could fit into this project? And he thought about me, so he recommended me, and we started rehearsing and started playing, and and like everything came to life because of him. So I need to thank him a lot, not only because of everything that he taught me on guitar. That is, it's a lot. He's a great guitarist. He's a great composer. He actually makes and builds his own guitar amps, his two oh, amps. He's, I see. Yeah, and I I probably recorded three or four Delta albums with those amps. And, um, but he also introduced me to, to Delta. So I'm very grateful because this, as I told you, it's not only been a band, but it's a, it has been family for almost 20 years now. So I see. it's a very important, very important moment. Yeah, so he was a big part of the reason why you got into Delta. And, and you, you said you were 15, where the other musicians 
that young as well, or were they a bit older when when the band started? No, they were they were older. I mean, I was uh, finishing high school or whatever, and and Nico was already studying music. I don't know, first or second year in university. So, I see. So, yeah, so so actually, it, it was fun because our first gigs, like our best uh, first uh, big gigs, uh, we did an opening act for Stradivarius. Oh yeah. Uh, probably 2005, something like that. And I was still attending high school. So, <laughs> so my mom had to write a note that, that I was going to a dentist appointment so that I really had to go to a sound check, you know, and, and Nico was the one who he picked me up from school and then we, we went for a sound check and everything, you know? <laughs> so you had to do it a little bit underhand to be able to play with the band. Yeah, I see. Yeah. But that's, that's, yeah. that's, fun, that's fun memories. And, and, uh, but I guess, you know, you mentioned how the music changed. So what would you say is, is, and also there's been quite a jump now, right? Between the last Delta album that was released in 2013, right? The yes. end of philosophy. And now fears is like, seven eight years later so so what's the what happened why did it take so long and what's the biggest changes with the previous discography of of delta would you say um well at that point uh, with delta we went through a phase in which we were trying new singers and try to get it right you know and mm -hmm. we tried a lot of different uh, great singers by the way but didn't quite feel like they were the the best fit for Delta yeah. sometimes because of, of our different personalities or, or nothing, nothing personal, you know, but it just didn't work. And we started releasing singles. We did alone. We did uh, fake freedom. We did um, war inside me that are singles that we released during this time. And basically every single has a different singer, you know, and yeah. every time we thought, okay, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one until we got Paula and, and, and we said, yeah, she is the <laughs> one. I mean, uh, she has put so much effort into the band. Uh, she, every time we worked on the songs, like she had to travel from Argentina, book a plane ticket, mm. go to Chile, and she stayed there maybe for a week or 10 days and just work on the songs and record and, and try different stuff. And, 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 and even though she has, she didn't even, she was not living in Chile at the moment, she was putting so much effort and it worked so much easier and it just felt right, you know. When 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 you, when it's right, you know it. And and yeah. and we finally uh, had that feeling that Delta was complete again and more powerful than ever. And and we've had that comment uh, from our fans because that was really um, an interesting thing we were definitely waiting for. Like we've recorded five albums with Felipe and now this is the first official album with a new singer. Yeah. And not only she sings very different, but it's, it's the shifting from a male vocalist to a female vocalist. It's, it's a big deal as a, as a front, uh, front person, you know, a front woman in the band instead of a guy. Yeah. And we were kind of um, expecting uh, people saying, oh, but I miss Felipe, I miss uh, whoever came before, you know, uh, mm. we, we miss this kind of vibe. And, and to be honest, I haven't heard that 
uh, at all. And I think that is because Paula did such a wonderful job. Like she, her vocals are so fucking powerful, and, and there's so much intention in everything that she sings. That I think that um, people just are enjoying the new music, regardless of whatever we did before. You know. I think you, I, I agree with you on that. And there's sort of a reset in the band. And and I guess when you have someone like that coming into the band, it, it infuses it with some new energy as well, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, she's very curious. She's always uh, trying to put new ideas and thinking about lyrics. And she's she has been actually in charge of the of the artwork of the album. We're we're actually about to release a physical version, and every song has uh, an artwork made by Julius, oh. the Brazilian artist that's uh, working with us, and and she has been in charge of that. So she's not only a new the new kid that's mm. coming in to sing, and and no, she's putting a lot of input with ideas, with her singing, with her lyrics, with the artwork concept so yeah yeah it has been an injection of new energy that's mm. that's feeling great yeah and I, I i'm i'm thinking when you're talking about it this about you know like you say it's a big jump changing from from a, a male to a, a female vocalist and and you know you said you didn't have a lot of people commenting negatively on it but uh you know i think a lot of fans are it's hard for them to understand that when you're in the band, you have to have a fit that's perfect personality-wise as well, right? Because they people would comment something like, well, I prefer this vocalist or that vocalist is a better vocalist or whatever. But it's not necessarily a better vocalist for the band, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and, and not only as a musical being, but also the human part is so important because your yeah. band members become a second family. I mean, when you're on tour, you live with them, you sleep with them. Um, like in, like make, we have sometimes like shared one room be, between the five of us and imagine like not getting along with some yeah. of those people. That's like the big, big, big band breakups happen because of that. Not, I, right. I don't think it's because of like musicality or stuff like that. It's just so difficult to to interact with other musicians. Uh, um, like when you're spending the whole day, every day for two weeks, a month on the road, it, it just becomes unsustainable if you're not not uh, getting along. And also yeah. now it feels like we're back as a group and we haven't felt like that for so many years and we're very grateful for Paula and she's very happy with us and 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 I think the album is a, is a great um way to show this like the um, we're really proud and the people have really liked it you know yeah you come out very strong with this album and it's sort of like a rebirth of the band in a way with this new vocalist and you know a bit of a change of style and everything so it's it's great to hear and uh, you know seeing you live at, at the the prog space online festival as well it was clear that you had a lot of 
you know enjoyment you you had that love that you wanted to bring your music out and 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 with your new vocalist so that's great to see i want to ask a little bit about the songwriting process uh, of of delta you already mentioned that nico the keyboardist writes a lot of the music so how does it work uh, do you guys create music together i guess that's difficult now that you live in california he's in chile still right and uh, how does the process work of of writing music for the band um for the first five albums it was nico the one that uh was like kind of the lead composer but on this new album i i wrote mainly the i i was the main main composer i think mm. i i was involved in seven or eight uh, out of nine tracks and either I wrote the music by myself or I wrote with Nico. So um, this album is also different in that way, you know, not only because of the female singing, but because there's another, you know, musical handwriting. There's exactly. A, there, I'm, I'm more involved in, in that process now. And um, what I like doing is, is I write by myself and I leave uh, open spaces for people to um for the other band members to uh for example marcus do their own their own bass lines and 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 very open with delta and very open to changing the the structure of the songs or or trying new things sometimes i just write everything and and i send it and sometimes i i just write a groove and said what can you do over this you know let's experiment you know yeah so that it, it mainly starts as a one-person process in which we all get involved later. Uh, that's the, the main process. But for example, the instrumental track, uh, Three Faces, uh, that one was written by Nico and me in the same room while I was in Chile. Like, oh, uh, same room, let's get together, let's ride. And, and, and I think that's a very different dynamic. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very different process. And, and I liked it a lot and I kind of miss it. Yeah. But I think um, today, and especially because all of this was done pre-COVID, mm. but especially after COVID, uh, people are more used to the video calls and working online and sending exactly. files. But we've, we've, been done, we've been doing this for a long time. I mean, um, on 2011, I went to, I won the Steve I scholarship and I went and studied one year in London. So I lived one year in London and the band didn't break up. We were still working online. And this was 10 years ago. Then 2015 came and Nico, he went and, and uh, he did um, a master's uh, degree on, on jazz composition in Barcelona. So there, there was another mm. year, like he was not in the band and we still work. Like we all got to travel to Barcelona and we did a uh, tour in Spain. We, we did like 10 shows in 10 different cities in Spain, in Spain. and we had a lot of fun. It was really nice. But, but what I mean is that we've been used to writing and, and keep the project working, even though we're not all in the same country or in the same room or in the same continent or whatever. You know, we, we've been a, for over 10 years now, a band that has been working uh, online you know so you're lucky in that way almost the fact that a lot of bands had to change into a more online structure now that the pandemic hit but you guys had a lot of experience already with with being apart from each, each other and still being able to create music 
Yes, yes, of course. I think that was a, a good thing for us because we were kind of prepared for that. I mean, in our band, everyone uses Cubase, for example. Uh, so we just drag and drop projects and they collaborate and it's very easy. It's it's very easy that way. And we've been working like that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think I started learning Cubase with Nico 15 years ago. Mm. So <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, it's very comfortable for us and it's, it's our, our yeah our, our area. If you are enjoying this interview, please head over to theprogspace.com for more reviews, articles, pictures, and interviews all about progressive music. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Theprogspace.com. Yeah, and what about the lyrical content? Uh, who writes the lyrics, and do like uh, concepts and themes come before the songs or as a result of the songs? How how does that work? I think it's every song is a different beast. You know, every every song has its own its own uh, um, process of being born. You know, mm. and uh, Paula was the one that wrote mainly all, all the lyrics but we had some collaboration for example for example my addictions i started that lyric and then we all got along and and that song specifically it's it's about like more down to earth uh everyday kind of addictions like not yeah. the usual rock stuff stuff uh, rock star stuff like the cocaine or heroin or stuff like that but yeah. how in today's world uh, there's lots of um, addictions that are not very um, concerning for people. Like you can get sugar in um, enormous quantities, yeah, uh, and and it's so fucking and un- healthy, you know. And it's completely normal, completely accepted. And especially here in the U.S., there's a problem with that, like ob- obesity and and health problems because of food. Incredible. Uh, there's another addiction about success, you know. Yeah. Um, and social media and yeah, and all ga- gaming stuff. and yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's another one um, about um, what was it? Yeah, sex. Actually, sex itself. Oh, yeah. Like they get addicted to sex. So uh, we started punching in ideas with this, like getting into and and each one of the members of the band have a, a, a has an addiction that introduced to the song you know so it was a, a a band concept i started with the main concept but we all chipped in with our own ideas and and it's a lyric that we made i think it was paula marcos and me yeah. but thinking about every every different member of the band in terms of their addictions and and i think that this this album like even though there were different people writing writing uh, lyrics I did, for example, uh, Hate Recipe. I did that one. Mm-hmm. They're all um, connected in a way that's a very introspective um, approach to writing. You know, it's it's a lot of inner travels and and that's fears. It, it's 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 your uh, yes, of your fears about life, about your addictions, about about not trusting people. That's Hate Recipe. Hate Recipe mm. right there is is a it's an explosion after you get fucked up a million times by people that you think they're your friends, that people that you think you can trust and, and, and they're, and they, and, and they let you down like a million times, you know, 
um, that's that's hate recipe, you know, people that um, just don't care about you as much as they do about themselves, like seeing themselves bigger and better than everyone else, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, the the people who, while they're talking at you, they look at themselves in, in the reflection of your eye, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I find the lyrical concepts interesting. The thing about addiction is, is really interesting. You know, all the things you mentioned are things that's sort of healthy in a moderate amount, right? You know, nobody, you know, social media or eating sugar or whatever, you can do it. But as long as you don't overdo it. So and also the, the, the things about, you know, being let down by people and, and having, you know, you know maybe your walls becoming too high as a as a response to that it's it's interesting and it's very recognizable lyrical content so so that's that's something that's um that's interesting to me and i think there are there are good lyrics um, i think that delta has always been like that like our lyrics has have always been more down to earth and more more uh, exactly relatable relatable rather than talking about i don't know in in, <laughs> in 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 our first uh part of our career we were in 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 a musical style that the lyrics were very magical mystical and, Ex- and dragons yeah. and stuff but we always kept it uh um very personal you know and i think that that's uh that's one way of looking how uh delta is still delta you know because we've changed so much in so many different ways but we've always talked about our inner problems and our our perception of the world and and this is no different you know it's still delta and we're still worried about lots of stuff and and <laughs> i don't know i just for example in hate recipe i just needed to take like like pull all the shit out and just spit that I'm angry with some very, very bad people, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, I think, I think in that respect, you guys were a little bit ahead of the game because like, if you go back to around when you guys started or even, even earlier with progressive music in general, there's a lot of, and neoclassical music, there's a lot of, you know, like wizards and dragons and you know like uh space and you know all these kinds of uh, high uh, but now more more recently i feel like the whole scene had has turned more introspective it's more you know like you say about the human condition it's more about you know interconnectedness and relationships but you guys were sort of on that ball way before a lot of other bands were so that's interesting to hear your take on take on that but i i want to ask about the the music writing process for delta we talked about but then again is it obvious to you when you sit down that now I'm going to write music for myself, for Benjamin Lechuga, or I sit down and now I'm going to write music for Delta. Or do you write and then you're like, oh, this would be good for Delta or this would be good for my solo project. How does that work? Um, it's it's always different, but but to be honest, uh, deadlines always work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we need to have this amount of work done by um this amount of time before the label something and we have a deadline and sometimes you put the inspiration comes but when you have a lot of free time or 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 you don't have deadlines it's like oh yes i'm gonna write music i'm gonna write music (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) And, and and you never do so so i think that like 
of course, there, there are times where I sit down, for example, two days ago, I just started messing up with my new pedal board and, and I got inspired and, and I wrote a riff and I didn't even think about what I was going to use that riff for. So after recording it, I said, oh, this might be a good idea for Delta. And I sent yeah. it to, to Andy, our drummer. And I said, like, can you put a nice groove over this? Because I, I just want to try a different approach in writing. It's mainly me always writing the drum parts. But this time I wanted to do it different. I just oh. wanted to have, a, I had two different riffs. And I sent them, sent them his way. And, and now I'm waiting for him to, to send me a, yeah. an idea. You know, so mm. that was... We didn't have any any deadlines. We didn't have anything. So probably it's gonna take me t- take him three months to send me uh, <laughs> a, a drum part for that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I know I know what you're saying. You know, having been a a, a teacher and a, a professor for 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 parts of my life, I know that deadlines work. You know. You want to have yeah. a result. When you want to have a result, you you sort of have to set the deadline to get people working. But uh, 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 what about when you you write stuff for your own solo project? Then is is do you feel that it's different, or is it sort of the same process? No, it's, I think it's different. At least this last album was very like the concept came first. You know, so mm-hmm. I I had my little handbook and I started writing concepts about time because it's not what it seems it's about that mm. um, it's about how our human perception and especially about time is so wrong or so limited in the sense that we yeah. think and we perceive time as a unit that's always the same but it actually changes depending on space time and gravity and all of that and and i had two different approach approaches um in this concern, in this theme, because you can think about all the geeky, nerdy physics, and 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 I love that. But then you also have the emotional part of mm. time. So I did uh, what was so that's the the guitar, strings, and piano song. That's a uh, totally melancholic and 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 understanding that whatever you lived, you're not going to live again. No. And, no, no. And, and and it starts with uh, the sounds of, of children in a playground, and 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 it's a melancholy, melancholic thing. As as our our childhoods will never be there again, and will never be as naive as as we used to be, and and that that's the part of the past. Yeah. Then the the time of the present, the song for that is life is now, mm. and it's an invitation to live your life as you had as you did when you were a child and no concerns and no bills and no nothing yet, just enjoying the moment. And I think that that's a very, very important advice for everyone nowadays, because we're all so uh, into living for tomorrow's thing, you know, like, yeah, like, I agree. like we're, we're rehearsing for that gig. We're recording for that album. We're doing this for that. And, 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 and it's, not always it's not always that you remember that life is happening right now mm. and that it, you should enjoy the ride more than the, what you're expecting the outcome because you may fucking die today and you will not be able to 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 leave that outcome for you so if you're not enjoying the ride then why you know yeah you're right yeah. You're, we're always chasing that carrot 
and, exactly. and and then the question is you know when are you gonna enjoy your life when are you gonna you know the concept of time like you're ex exploring it on on the ep or the album is it's very interesting also to me you know uh like you said the the whole relationship of of time with humanity and how we you know, I feel like also we're we're our our view of time is getting like narrower and narrower. Like you said, it's like we we live for the next big thing that's gonna happen. But we, you know, I was thinking while you were talking about you know the the big the builders in our past who built like pyramids in Egypt or South America or built like the big cathedrals of Europe people starting a project that they knew that maybe their sons or sons sons or whatever would never see finished i i can't see that happening today no no like like starting a project and and, and saying this will be finished by our, um, the third generation of my family that's crazy right yeah. like everything uh, now is so fast and so disposable and i think that's that's kind of sad it's super sad at at least it at least it music is timeless so when you create something like like with delta or with your own solo project it's stuff that's gonna last and that can be enjoyed in a year in 10 years in hopefully in 100 years yeah i agree and i think that that's very very much a thing with what we were talking about placing your music in in movies as well is that you start being like like I don't know. Um, imagine a song from ten years ago, and they use it on a scene of a big movie oh, yeah. nowadays. Like it's like it's timeless. I mean, um, because of course, as artists, we're expecting this moment. Like the launching period is so mm. exciting. People get to listen to the new music, and then one week after that, it's another album they're listening to. It's another new artist. It's another thing, and 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 that hype goes away so fucking fast that it's yeah. very depressing yeah. you know like I, i've i've always had like this post launching depressions that mm. that are very very like most people wouldn't think about that but we've been working so hard like the delta album has been ready for at least a year and a half i think and we've been working for this album like probably three years and that uh, people will listen to it and then maybe in a couple of weeks, it will be forgotten, as we were yeah. saying. Like, there's so much music and everything is so disposable now, and, and everything. So you need to be prepared. Yeah. And I think the, that the, the the a good thing about um, getting your mu music placed in movies it, it's that it's another birth of your soul. You know, it, it starts living again through other people's lives and 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 in a different context. So you can uh, give your music a second, third, fourth chance by mixing two beautiful artistic worlds that is the um, music and the visual part i think yeah. it's very very nice you, you you're so right with that because like you said this 10 years music that's 10 years old often you know you can hear classical music in movies that was written hundreds years exactly. ago you can hear music from the 60s and 70s that suddenly show up on you know the billboards again because it's been used in a tv series or a, a, a movie and that's like that shows the timelessness of art really the way that and and i don't know about you but i've discovered so many artists and bands through watching a movie or seeing a, a tv series and then hearing something and thinking wow this is amazing i have to check this out and then suddenly you're you're buying 10 albums of this artist and you're like wow why didn't i know of this before 
Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's another way of getting of getting to to more people's ears because because today it's just so difficult. There's so much music going on all the time, and so many bands releasing music. Yeah. Then that it's I think like as I told you, we've been we've been going around the scene for 18 years, and I think before like 10 years ago it was easier to get like 5000 hits in youtube or something like that because there was no not as much people yeah, creating competition yeah as there is today so there was less competition and and now there's just an overload just it's that's the term like it's it's information overload and um and i think that a very smart way to get through that like cross that line and get to and get to other people that might not listen to you is through other types of art and yeah. and especially what i like is the visual arts and the the um, and movies and tv shows i love i love that i i'm a consumer i'm a <laughs> addicted to to new new netflix hulu uh disney plus all of that crap you know <laughs> yeah and there's uh, i feel like the quality has risen so much there over the last years as well you know uh, tv series that a lot of things that used to be quite mundane are now you know real pieces of art so i find that that's very interesting and i can see how a musician would love to get his music or to work with uh, someone who does like a cinematic ac aspect to it so well i, I want to you know we're, we're drawing towards the end here but i, I want to ask you strange to mm -hmm. ask about the future now that we talked about this like jumping ahead and ahead and ahead but i have to ask you know what are the plans now for delta uh uh going forward you know are you hoping to be able to play some gigs or anything related to the release of the album or is that like out of the question because of the pandemic that is still ongoing really uh, what, what are the upcoming ideas and plans now for the band i think we're very hopeful to be able to get soon actually we delayed the release of the album because we were hoping to obviously make the album release and uh, alongside a, a u.s tour and and I think that's still the idea. Like eventually when the world starts opening up, we want to do a U.S. tour. And that's one of the reasons why I, I moved here to L.A. Because we want to attack the North American market. And um, that's one of the main goals. But as I'm sure you know, it's very difficult to to jump ahead in, in terms of when this will happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very hopeful that things in here are getting better uh, yeah. in California specifically. The numbers are are very good. Um, the uh, lots of vaccines uh, are working, and um, I think that the venues will start opening up very soon. And I think that um, there's going to be a mandate to open everything just as normal uh, next month. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm seeing so. Of course, we don't want to jump in that train, like be the first band to be playing around because we don't know how this will work. No, we want to wait a little bit. And also because of the situation in Chile and Argentina, they're not they're the pandemic is hitting hitting harder there actually yeah. than here in Colombia. So um but yeah, asking your questions, our plans, our our next big goal is to make a US tour happen, probably if not the end of this year uh, early 2022 that would be a, a, a goal a very 
early or mid 2022. We we have no rush. We we're not in a hurry. And in the meantime, like I told you this week, I already started throwing some ideas for some new Delta. So we're not not in a rush at all. That's good. That's good to hear. You know, uh, well, I I want to thank you so much for being on the Prog Talks with me, uh, Benjamin. So to you that's watching or listening if you haven't listened to fears or it's not what it seems you should go and check them out you know links will be in the description to all of the deltas and benjamin's social media so you can find it there i you could listen to it on your normal streaming services or even better you know you could buy some of the music and help them out like that directly from uh, from the band uh so as always also thanks for watching thanks for listening please like and subscribe it helps us helps us out a lot and until next time stay safe and keep spreading the prog love thanks for being on the prog talks with me benjamin thank you so much for having me it's always amazing to have prog talks and it's the best name for a show ever. <laughs> Thank you so much. And yeah, make sure everyone listens to the new Delta album, Fears, and my new EP. It's called It's Not What It Seems. And you can find us as Delta Prog Band on every social media. And you can find me as B Lechuga G. I'm sure the links are going to be down below. Yes, they are. On everywhere you're going to be everywhere so thank you so much and thank you um the Prague space for having like so so good music and i've been a, a long user of the websites and following the social media for a long time because i'm a Prague fan too so thank you so much thank you so much benjamin that that that's nice to hear well thanks guys and until next time the Prague talks produced by the Prague space Main host, Rune Belsvik Reynos. Produced by Rune Belsvik Reynos, Vanessa and Matthias Kirsch. All graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. Outro theme by Zach Munemitz. This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week.